1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. Uh, yes, we're back again at the Alchemy Lounge here at the Foundry Distilling Company. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. on the Hawkeye Huddle. Welcome again, everybody. Thursday night, our regular slot, and we're back at our regular position. A regular position yes. and regular time slot. Yeah, the only thing that kind of stinks is that the Hawks are not going to be playing basketball tonight after this game or after this show. Of course it stinks. Uh, it, it's it's awful. Uh, it is not so bad that they're not playing while we're trying to do a show. I apologize to everybody last week. That was probably our worst show of the year because we were distracted by Iowa beating you, Maryland. You were distracted. I was, of course, on point at all times. It, constantly and consistently, right? Uh, right but, up until the end. Uh, gosh. It's, anyway, tough stuff for uh, for Iowa to not be able to play tonight, but uh, certainly understandable in a number of different ways. I, I yeah, enough about that. I, I could get into. That's all right. Not, you uh, don't. You just right. yeah. Stay yes. there. Um, but stay in your lane, Brett. <laughs> stay in my lane. The non-medical uh, side of things. However, the Hawks with a couple of victories last week. Uh, actually, surprisingly easy. When we left the air, they they started to go up, and uh, towards the end of the first half, uh, they won it going away over at Maryland, eighty-nine to sixty-seven. They had, I think, they had a thirty to five run in there somewhere. I believe they did. Uh, Garza with twenty-four, Bohannon with eighteen. Then on Sunday, eighty-six seventy-one over Minnesota. Uh, who Minnesota made it close a couple of times after Iowa would widen it out. Uh, Luka goes for 33. They pull away in the second half. And even when I think Minnesota cut it to like five, I don't know, we were sitting there watching in your house, and I'm like, I, it just never even occurred to me just that there was any way, any way that they were going to lose that well, game. So it just never it, got to that to- that point in that game. You know, uh, during the Dr. Tom era, the Hawks had a ton of get down, and come back and win. And there's a key element to when you're down. Minnesota, Iowa had Minnesota down 18. There's so much energy that you used to get back to even close, even to get back to within six. They'd use a ton of energy. They miss one shot. We come down, and you get like a six, eight-point swing in literally it's over. two right. or three possessions, right. and you go from six to 12. Instantly, and it, in Minnesota, it was just like, okay, we're done. Well, and you realize you have you to time that so you you get ahead. Texas Tech did it last yes. night; they were ahead once on the last at the very. You just realize when you're that, watching. That hurt. It, oh yeah, when you're watching this stuff, though, you realize that Iowa is just better, right? So, which is why the Minnesota loss up there was so stunning, is that Iowa is when you're up seven to nine points. Late in the game, you just have this feeling you're just a better basketball team, so you're just not going to lose. And that's kind of what I would just, I just feel like they're, you know, I just felt like that. Now, well, and if you could take the Rutgers game where they were never up like that, but they kept just right, every time Rutgers fought back, Iowa would fight. I mean, in that's a mature basketball team that can do that. On the road. I mean, the rack is a tough place to play, although Ohio State went there and won pretty easily uh, just earlier yeah. this week. Rutgers is not able to shoot the basketball right now, and that's really hurting them there. They, yeah, they're struggling a little bit after this. But, yeah. It, um, and it, Northwestern has really taken, taken a dive after winning their yeah, first three. We'll I don't think they've won a game since, have they? Uh, I think they're three and four. Or are they three and three? They're th- I think they're three and three. Yeah. yeah. yeah no. Um I, it, it'll be interesting. We'll get into that because that's Iowa's next game on Sunday now at 11 a.m., by the way, on CBS National. Uh, moved from Monday night to Sunday night this week. Uh, or is that anything of Bill Raftery? Yes, it is. I know it's Bill Raftery and Ian Eagle 
All right. Yeah. Onions. Onions. Uh, we were just talking about, I remember, send it in, Jerome. <laughs> That's right. Um, but, uh, but if nothing else, one of the fun things about this team, there's so many fun things about this, but one of the fun things about this team is you see them doing some things um, game to game that are clearly coached into strategy. Now, sometimes it's hard when a team's not that good to see this. But the other day, the fast break deal where Luca would sort of lull Liam, what's his name, who used to be Liam Robbins, right? Into lull him to sleep on the way down the court, and then get to the hoop. And Jordan Bohannon had fourteen assists, ten to Luca because of it. Um, was a thing of beauty, right? He would he would seal him off on the fast break, and they clearly found on tape and and probably going back to the, that first game. Hey, Luca, if you just kind of slow play it up to the court and then sprint the last 20 feet, you're going to get ahead of him. And this just in, if we throw it over the top, there's nobody there. Right. Right. And I don't know. I mean, I think that was Jordan probably, I think Jordan maybe hit him eight times on that. Right. Easy layups. When he went for 33, I said to you in the first half, if he really wanted to, he could go for 50. It wouldn't be right. He sat a majority of the part of the second half when they're up 18. Right. Um, uh, And by the way, there was some sort of ridiculous stat. I think the last time somebody had, 14 assists and uh, double-digit scoring in a ball game in Division One was like 2002. Jordan Bohanna had some ridiculous stat line the other day with his with his seven rebounds as well. Maybe it was five rebounds, uh, double-digit assists, and double-digit scoring. It was something ridiculous like that. What? What? A, so what we haven't had a triple double in college. Uh, well, was, well, there was some combo in there that was like that. And maybe it was the, that many assists or something like that. All right. They've had triple doubles, so that can't be right. Right. Maybe it was something like that. Anyway, um, but the other thing I said to you at halftime, after when they were up 18, right, what did, what did I say? Well, remind me, Brett. Okay. We're, <laughs> you, we, we're okay. I, clearly, Fran can go in at halftime. Oh, yeah, he could chew, chew a little butt. Well, and on top of that, Fran can diagram stuff on the whiteboard. Yes. And we go out and execute it, right? So you're up two at halftime. Well, they've had a lot of Zoom meetings, so here we are live. But no, I mean, seriously, there are are a lot of times when you you know they go in, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this, 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 this. But Iowa is coming out of the locker room pretty well in a lot of these games in the second half, which has always been a problem, right? Well, they come out slowly. And if you, if you, you know. think about it, it's sort of like the halftime adjustments that uh, the Hawkeye football team has started to make, where, where they would go away from certain tendencies and maybe run play action off the stretch play or whatever. The basketball team, I think, is, is either coming down in a similar set, but they're doing two different cuts, two different, two different back, back picks or whatever. They got so many layups the other day. It was insane. They had five plays called out of the locker room, right? Here's the first time. They first, scripted. Right, they scripted. I, no, I really believe it. I mean, they, they went on a 16-2 to two run or something like that out of the locker room. And stuff and, Minnesota was not ready to, right, to, to defend. Some of it was, okay, you made a couple of shots here and there. But as you said, it was a lot of layups. So my point is is that you have a, a unique dynamic on this team. That is really, really fun in the fact that I believe Fran could actually coach them into ways to score. I'll go back to what yeah. I said earlier. A mature basketball team that's been with that coach who understands what he's saying and what he wants. What he wants, yeah. Uh, they can, like you said, they can go out and execute it. And Iowa has been executing their plays, their offense, their number 
oh, two or four in the Ken Palm offensive efficiency in the country. Um, number four in the Ken Palm rankings uh, in the nation. Number seven or five in the net. Something like number that. Number five in the net. Number five. Number AP, five in the AP, net. Number five in the net. And uh, you know, Michigan uh, number four. By the way, Michigan looked good the other night against Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. I mean, good They're, lord, they got ahead by thirty-three. Michigan's points. knocked a couple of the teams down in the net because they beat them so bad, right? Wisconsin <laughs> fell out of the top ten because they got their butts kicked over. That doesn't There's happen very often in the net. Or, no, it, it doesn't. But they they did. It, I I jotted down a few things about the net. There so we go. Iowa five, Michigan four, Illinois eight. Even though they lost. At home to Maryland, right after Iowa beat Maryland, right? You think, oh, well, that Maryland win, Maryland's not very good. No, they went and won at Illinois on Sunday night. That was surprising. Um, but Illinois' Achilles heel will always be that if they don't shoot the ball very well, they're completely gettable. It, they, well, they've and they've got uh, they I, are depending on a couple of very talented, very good young players. That if they, if they clearly hang their heads, right? They'll why, shoot still, but why, they're not. Why confident. don't they just get the ball to? Is it uh, Kofi? To, or, or, Kofi, Kofi Cookburn? Yeah. Yes, I don't know. Io Dezuma, Kofi Cookburn. Uh, they got the two best players in the Big Ten besides Gar, uh, Garza. But you know, uh, listen, they're they're rounding out their team as well. And don't I'm not gonna I am not gonna say anything about Brad Underwood because he's the real deal, right? As a coach, so. somebody. somebody uh, post on Twitter, who do you, who's in your final four? And I said Gonzaga, Iowa, Illinois, and Creighton. Whoa, well, a little bit of a homer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the other interesting number, the other interesting team in the net is our local team here in Drake is number 12. Is that uh, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously they have Good they for had them. a couple games postponed, but they're 13-0. and 0. I mean. Oh, and, I know. And, and they, these they, games they, against Loyola would have been huge. Yeah. They would have for the for the for the net now. Yeah, remember, power, power, strength of schedule, all that other stuff. Well, and remember though, part of the net thing, however that works out, is one you get uh, you get more points for double digit victories. You don't get more points for winning by thirty, but you get more points for winning by ten, right? And they've had a number of ten point wins, almost all of them. Um, and number two, they do the offensive and defensive efficiency thing, and they factor that in in some way. So per possession, how many times you score, or in that. Actually hurts Iowa a little bit on the one end, but they're so good on the offensive end, it doesn't matter. It's a wash, and so it yeah, comes down. I to think Ken Palm's got so. Iowa like seventy-one on defense, yeah. which isn't as bad as it sounds since there's three hundred and thirty-five. Since they were like one thirty the last couple of years. I mean, seriously, right? right? So no, it's not as bad as it sounds. And well, Drake, their defense, that way I mean, too. their defense has won at least three games this year. Purdue, uh, their defense just completely locked them down. I think at Rutgers, I think their defense won the game. I thought they played really good defense at Rutgers. I think they played pretty good decent defense this Sunday, this past, Sunday past against Minnesota. Even yeah. though, you know they still end up giving up yeah. seventy, and they still give up way too many wide open looks from three. That you and I were talking, I I appreciate what they're trying to do when they go zone because they don't think that they can handle everybody man to man or they get in foul trouble. But you can't have. Jack Nungy and Luca is your bottom two guys in that zone, and expect them to get their butts out, to the, get out to the corner. Because because yep. Michigan State, I guarantee you, had we gone zone, is going to set up two dudes who can nail it from the corner. Izzo's yeah. done it every year yep. for a hundred years, and he's going to find those soft spots. But Hawks are eleven and two. Not much more you could ask for at this point. We're going to talk more basketball. I want to flip over to football because you just hit on something. Not only, not just related to Iowa. So, I thought for sure 
that Pat Fitzgerald was going to the Bears because Northwestern's entire team has gone into the portal. Right, the transfer. They're either going to the NFL. Or, Is that because they're so smart? They they found. No, um, they're going places like the running backs going to Arizona. Drake, right? Anderson's going to Arizona. You got two guys going to Arizona. You got guys going to smaller schools, bigger school. I mean, what in the world's going on over there? They just won the Big Ten West Championship. They went and won their bowl game. Apparently, Fitz is supposed to be this player's coach. Well, let me ask Where you this. Where are they all are, going? Are these all? I thought he was going to the Bears. It was an are, automatic. Are, are deal, these right? all graduate? No. Players. no, 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 because it, because it, I could see the graduate guys going so, mostly, uh, you know, no. maybe I couldn't get into Northwestern graduate school or uh, or whatever. Or do I want to okay. go for a second undergrad degree? Um, maybe they're looking for a little bit more of college experience. Let, let me just say from firsthand knowledge that all you got to do to go for a second uh, degree in case you want to keep your University of Iowa job is just go into the dean of the college of arts and tell him you want to be an art student. <laughs> there you go. And you well, have to if sit I recall, down, Matt, to... Matt Leinard took ballroom dancing yeah. as his only class during I, the, his last semester at USC. So uh, to take my to keep my university parking job, which was a sweet job, writing parking tickets, right? Um, and you keep... got free parking. Well, no, you didn't get that, but you well, you, you could fudge it a little, right? But a lot of times it was basically sitting around doing nothing because if you tried to write too many tickets, he'd be like, "Dude, yeah, right?" But anyway, um, quit waiting for the meter to turn red. It was, but in order to do that, I literally did. I went in, I declared myself, I graduated, I, I, and I declared myself, I want to. No, I want to go back and become an art an art, art major, and I'm an undergrad. I see undergrad. that served you well in your adult yes, years. I took. Uh, uh, some sort of a survey of art, like one hour class. Uh, I would go like. Did for you go to Hancher and look at the uh, painting? Something like that, or, or whatever that yeah. awesome art place yeah. that they had that yeah. got flooded out. Yeah, yeah. So that was basically it. Anyway, um, yeah, things that you do in your youth, but to, to keep. <laughs> but <laughs> either way, I, I think it's interesting that that's happening in Northwestern, and, and I thought, and it's an interesting segue with Fitzgerald. Now. Things about uh, the, about the Iowa Hawkeyes, though. So they finish, uh, what they finish? 16th. 16th. Kind of stinks that they kind of, you know, you don't play, so you fall, right? I mean, you had to, really seriously, you know, but okay. It's still, um, I think he finished, they finished 7th in the Sagarin, which is like in the best three that they've ever, that Kirk's really? had. I mean, it's, you know, and the best, the last three years have been his best three years in a row. It's not even been close. 2002, so, 2003, 2004? Nope, this was better. Wow. Uh, um, they were close, but those teams, there was, there was a team in there. And obviously, in this run, 2015, when they, you know, when they went to the Rose Bowl, um, they ended up like, they only ended up like 19th or 20th. They weren't, you know, but these, you've had the last three years, the, the computer rings, rankings have given them higher rankings. Well, wow, there's no you. question, had they had a chance to play uh, Michigan in more than likely, I mean, they would have been. They were two, two touchdown favorite yeah. against both Missouri and Michigan uh, before the games were canceled. So uh, likely, you would have been eight and two. Nice uh, December win. More practices for the entire football team. Um, I th- think I saw List of Cows two deeps, or maybe it was Bromel Camp on the Athletic. Uh, outside the defensive line, Iowa. Document. Lo- oh, oh, pardon me. I said Bromel Camp. My bad. Doctorman, Scott Doctorman. Um, they look pretty salty. The back end of the defense is going to look amazing. 
So it, it should. They're, they're, not, they're waiting on Matt Hankins, right, whether he decides to come back or not. Which I suppose if he thinking, doesn't get a great NFL grade, he might. He might. Well, well might not, why not? You play college football and hang out in Iowa City and have fun. and Go to the and, summit. Yeah, and go to the summit. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, Coy Cronk has decided to go for the NFL, even though he didn't start much of the year. He was hurt a bunch for Iowa. We'll see uh, how that goes for him. So not a possibility. Jack Heflin is gone, but still waiting on Hank- Hankins. So now they turn their, their attention to seeing if they can get some transfers out there. And they're still recruiting. So I want to talk to Tom a little bit. We're going to get Tom Kickert on here. I don't want to blow that before we get there. Oh, good. It's time for the music anyway. we got recruiting to talk about for football because there's a couple guys hanging out there. It could be really worthwhile. Good. They're only going after that. So we'll get to all that when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Chief. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. You know, it's amazing. When you babble, I understand you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I pretty much pick up everything you're, you're putting down. You're like a dentist. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. I know. Exactly. We are back at the Alchemy Lounge here, the Foundry Distilling Company. Um, Foundry Distilling. No that's what there's, there's a. It oh, just it's just foundry. foundry. Well, they, but it's still, it's still the the. Yeah, you know, that's the building. No. Found, anyway. found, foundry distilling. And it, it found at, at foundry distilling. Well, I here, I'm going to use. I am drinking their midnight ritual, uh-huh. which is their uh, alliance with uh, with Boulevard Wheat. Came up from KC. They did two years in a 30-gallon barrels of the New York oak, uh, uh, charred oak barrels. So it's kind of a bourbon-y thing, but not. But it is, it's really, really good. You can pick that up here as well as it's kind of a light crowd tonight because of the blizzardy effect, I believe. So, but we're here. Snowmageddon. So if you want to come down, we're right. We're down here in, in the Valley Junction area. You want to come on down and, and visit with it's us. It's a we'll relaxed here. vibe here. We, at the Alchemy we may tonight. not leave right away afterwards either because driving somewhere is not a good idea. But there's plenty of uh, libations to be had here. So, and there's no ball game to watch. So we'll be. We'll, we got no reason to leave. Right. right. Anyway. Uh, moving moving further into our show, Tom Caker to HawkeyeReport.com, uh, who I'm not sure if we can always get him on, on game nights uh, in Carver Hawkeye Arena. He tries very hard, but uh, a little easier when the Hawks don't play. Uh, you disappointed about tonight, Tom? Do you, were, you, were you feeling it tonight uh, over in Carver Hawkeye Arena? Yeah, I am kind of disappointed. I was, you know, I'm always looking forward to covering a game. Um you know, after what we've gone through uh, since March, never take them for granted and, and always enjoy it. So it sucks tonight that we don't get the game. But, um, you know, I think it's pretty cool that they've kind of, I mean, this Northwestern game this weekend has bounced from Sunday to Monday, back to Sunday to now Sunday again, but earlier and on CBS. So. Um, that's pretty cool. I think that it's going to be a national game. That is cool. It's way cool. And uh, ostensibly, uh, yeah, leading into NFL football, a lot of people will catch the end of that. Uh, so that's kind of fun too. And uh, honestly, 
I don't like the Sunday night time slot either. So I, I like the either Sunday does afternoon. It, either does Illinois. <laughs> so uh, this is pretty good there. You know, the Hawks had, had, haven't had a lot of luck against Michigan State, Tom. That was the one thing I was disappointed about tonight. They are going to they're going to reschedule this game, right? That's 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 not really much of a question. Well, that's right? the plan. They're they're planning on it. Um, you know, I was just kind of poking around on the schedules um, for both teams, and there was not a. I was hoping there was maybe a natural fit where both teams kind of had like a bye-ish kind of week where they had you know like five days off. You could drop one in there, but there's just there's nothing out there, so they may have to uh, you know shuffle the deck a little bit. And it's it's weird because they had just got done shuffling the deck with. Uh, Penn State and Nebraska and doing some some moving and shaking with some games um, you know they announced just before this one got got uh, postponed wasn't I, is Iowa wasn't Iowa supposed to play Nebraska after they play Northwestern they do no they got Indiana right the, no yeah Indiana Indiana and then Nebraska then right. Nebraska okay right, right. so yep. Yep, Indiana Thursday, Nebraska Sunday. So and then uh, hopefully and then that's early. The Illinois game next next Friday. Right. Then the big one next Friday. That's next Friday, right? Oh, oh, that's fun. I know that's one we may have to be out for in a boat, in, tr- out in a boat, but try to figure out a way to remember the the, the game. Right. right. <laughs> well, that's why we put it on the VCR. That's right. It can go back. Um, you know, Tom, so there's so many positives with this team. And the one thing, I think the one thing that starts to become apparent, though, is uh, it, it's not even about minutes in terms of who's going to be on the court. Suddenly you're starting to see some weird things happen with scoring, right? So C.J. Frederick, who's clearly a scorer, not really scored much the last couple of games. When you talk to these guys, and I'm, I'm not suggesting C.J., just I'm, that's just pointing out an individual right. situation, right? When you talk to these guys, and I, I know we, you don't get to be as personal as normal because you're on Zooms and things like that, but is, is there any indication at all that any of them think are thinking about you know about their own performance? And I mean, I guess I shouldn't say. It. I don't want you to point no. out anybody, but you know, what I'm, you know where I'm going. They don't care. How are they feeling about they this? They don't care. Yeah. They don't care. They, they, as the- long as there's a W up there, they, that's all they care about is getting a W. Um, I'll tell you what, though, um, C.J. Frederick having a couple down games doesn't register on the fan uh, scale. But if Jordan Bohannon yes. or Joe Wieskamp do, you can guarantee that those guys are both going to get dragged. Jordan's going to get people complaining at him. He's, oh, he's spending too much time on his podcast. Or, uh, you <laughs> know, or Wieskamp, it's, oh, heaven forbid, it's probably it's Mackenzie uh, Myers' fault because they're engaged. You know, she could be distracting. None of the other guys, like none of, like none of the other guys on the team have girlfriends, right? Like none of the other guys on the team are, you know, involved with any females. Come on, but it is, it is. Oh, fans are gonna, fans are gonna be fans. I, I do think, um, I do think it's an interesting thing because those two guys, those two guys get all the heat. Yeah, they do. Well, and, and. And Jordan fights back, and Wheezy never says a word. But, well, the thing with Frederick, though, is, and I, you can look at this. I mean, even so he doesn't score much really over at Rutgers either. But he makes a big yeah. shot at the end of the game, right? He's, he's The one thing I love about that kid is he squares his shoulders before he shoots. 
At least he tries to. And he gets off a good shot. He makes he makes big shots, which is why I call him Stone Cold C.J. Frederick, right? Because he makes big shots at big times. And they don't need it right now, right? But I feel Right. So I feel like that's the reason the fans don't get on him. And Jordan was there a couple of years ago, obviously, with some of the things he did. He just, you know, people forget a little bit, and they got down on him a little bit. It, it does kind of stink. It does. Hey, Tom, have you asked and Jordan now, about and, the... And now, and by Go the ahead. Way, uh, Jordan, now, uh, since the Minnesota game, 19 of 30 from three. Since the, he, the Christmas game. And he took he took off the shooting of sleeve. So three. did you talk to him about the shooting sleeve and say, you know, what do you think? No, he... Apparently, he discussed it on his podcast. I don't listen to his podcast very often. I did the other day with Dockich, and right, um, I did when he had uh, when he had Jay Billis on. I I listened to those, but um, I I don't listen every time. But apparently, it got brought up, and that yeah, he took his shooting sleep off, and now he can make shots. And <laughs> I think it was just a, I think it was as much between his ears, he right? Kind of. He needed to hear Fran come at him and say, "Look, you're a great shooter. Go shoot the damn ball." Right. You know? Yeah. And, uh, that's okay. That's not one of. Oh. We got in trouble the other other week. Uh, Ridge dropped a couple. Uh, so you've been away for a couple weeks. Time I let one go. That was two. Apparently, was not allowed on the air. Anyway, um, you know, and you know, it's it's interesting because we've seen him. The sixty-three percent from three-point line, the three-point line since that game. That's in, you that's, realize in the in the two-point world, this is the Al McGuire story. Right. That's fifty-seven points out of sixty available if you're shooting twos. <laughs> well, it's sixty-three, and, and look, it's one thing if you're shooting ten shots, right? But this is thirty, so that's that's pretty impressive. I, I don't think. I, I mean, I'm. I, I tell you what, as this team grows, right? So as you find holes and things in their performances wane in certain games. Uh, now you, they start to grow, and and the other day Keegan didn't play well, but he played really go- well at Maryland, and uh, you have guys showing up. It's not that Keegan didn't play well; he had two ticky well, fouls. fouls I'm just saying, I guess so. My I guess where I'm going with this is, and I, and I want to turn to some recruiting here in a minute, but um, but I guess where I'm going with this is, this is one of those fun teams that we can just plug in guys that that are that are playing well night after night. And there's enough of them. I mean, they're deeper. They're far deeper than you thought they might be going into the year, even because of Keegan Murray and Patrick McCaffrey and the way they're playing. Yeah, I 100 percent agree with that. That um, the, and they've gotten um, they've gotten contributions from guys with some length up front that can cause problems. That can really do some things at the front of that press, like Patrick does, and, and Keegan. Um, and I think that was important. We knew the guards were going to be good. We just wondered beyond Luca what was going to be up front. And um, and Patrick's done well. Um, Keegan's obviously been you know maybe the the uh, unexpected story of the season. I don't think maybe it, he has been the unexpected story of the season. Uh, and and Jack Nunji. I mean that's this that group that second wave has just provided them with some energy. We saw that at Maryland. Uh, where those guys came off the, you know, off the bench, and I was down 19-9, and France called two timeouts, and he's and he's ticked off, and um, and those guys go out there and go on a 20-0 run, and you know, Joe uh, Joe Wieskamp and C.J. Frederick are sitting there on the bench because France not going to mess with that. 
right? He just won that right. twenty zero run. Right. He's gonna ride. He's gonna right. he's gonna ride that tiger for a little while. So <laughs> hey, he did. There's a rule, Tom. You never mess with the winning streak. <laughs> but you know, you, you know what though? A couple of years ago, he would do that, right? He was rotating guys when he was trying to play eleven guys. I think Fran, Fran has gotten dramatically better at minute management or lack of minute it management. It sure feels like it, right? So we may be complaining about later on again somehow, but it sure feels like that has that has improved. Uh, before we before we uh, run out of time with you, Tom. Um, Football, everybody, you know, we feel like it feels like recruiting's over, but it's not, right? There's still actually we had the early signing uh, date, but there's still the uh, the regular signing date is coming up here in February. There's still some guys out there because they've got a couple of spots left, and uh, I saw they offered another running back this week. So give give me the rundown on the two running backs that are on the hook right now that they're looking at. Well, there's actually a third one that just got an offer here in the oh. last half hour. So, oh, I did not um, breaking got, news. Eli, breaking. Eli yeah. Eli Sanders is the guy who's coming in this weekend to visit the state of Iowa and, and run around in the snow. Apparently, in central Iowa, uh, you yeah, guys are getting a lot more snow than than we are in the eastern half. Um, and uh, so he's Iowa State and Iowa, and I wonder if uh, Iowa throwing out these other offers. Uh, is kind of an indication of where Iowa thinks they're sitting with uh, with Eli Sanders. But Arlen Bruce is supposed to meet with him this weekend and, um, and, good and see if he can get him to get on board. So, um, And he's going to make his decision on Sunday. So uh, we'll find out rather quickly what he's going to do. Uh, Iowa has off- also offered Jarquez Hunter uh, from Mississippi, a running back. Uh, he also uh, Jarquez picked up a... Um, an offer from Auburn, so I think it's going to be tough to get him out. But his film is is uh, electric. I mean, it's really good. And then I would just offered in the last half hour, uh, Kendrell Williams out of Louisiana, uh, running back to uh, to watch. So Tom, uh, they're definitely going to get a, a running back. And if they get a Williams, then they'll have three Williams three, in the backfield. Three. <laughs> It'll be like the Cruz outfield of the late '60s, early '70s baseball. How do they? Who's the uh, connection uh, down in Louisiana, Mississippi? Uh, uh, Derek Foster, the running backs coach, is is a guy who's been down there. So, um, you know, but it's not like they can visit any place down there. They can't go see these kids. They can't right. do anything. It's just all just kind of, you know, looking for films, seeing what's out there, looking at kids, and seeing what you like, and then going for them. You know, Derek, that's just kind of what you're doing. Derek's son was in Trey's grade, and they moved when he was, like, in fourth or fifth grade. Oh, okay. So yeah. that makes sense. All right. So the Sanders kid was committed to BYU, but uh, when their coach uh, took another position. Boise. He was uh, Boise. 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 Sorry, Boise. Boise. When he t- right? So uh, Brian, Hartson, Brian, Hartson, Brian Hartson took the Auburn job. Right. So right. right. He's basically he, decommitted. I don't know that he's heard from Boise at all. I think that was already done anyway. So At that point, uh, yeah. It's going to be Iowa State or Iowa. Right, and if nothing else, Iowa may be throwing these other uh, offers out there, thinking, okay. Uh, it also lets the kid know that he's not the only kid, only egg in the basket as well. Uh, the last couple of things I saw, <clears throat> the Michael Mislinski, uh, is that how you? Yep. How do you? Is that it right, Mislinski out of uh, yeah. out of Jackson, Mislinski. out of Jackson, Jacksonville, Florida, Florida yeah. right? Offensive lineman that was committed to Texas, and he's still. Uh, he's looking around again because obviously Texas team changing coaches feels pretty good about that kid, right? Yeah, he is down to 
three, it sounds like, and that's uh, Iowa, Michigan State, who were in his uh, final three last time, and Maryland this time around. Um, you know, his dad, I think, has got some sort of relationship with Mel Tucker from Michigan State. Um, attraction for Iowa is obviously produce offensive linemen. He's a center, so he could come in, redshirt, learn from Tyler Linderbaum before Tyler Linderbaum goes to the NFL after next year. And, and then take over. There you go. Yeah, That'd be and then pretty take cool. Over. Too. That's a, that's a, it, it's a good sales pitch. Yeah. So uh, it's a, Iowa's got a real good sales pitch. So we'll see. Um, you know, I, he's a hard read. It's a hard read. I, you know, I think Iowa, but I don't know. We'll, right. we'll have to see. Tom, real quick, what do you think happens Sunday in the basketball game? Um, I think Iowa beats them. Uh, I think you're going to get a good effort from Northwestern. Um, you know, I think they kind of got embarrassed um, last week on TV against Illinois when Illinois outscored them by 40 in the second half. Um, and I think that left a mark. And I think they're going to want to, um, yeah. you know, kind of write that uh, write that wrong a little bit. Uh, but I, I still think they don't have anything that can contend with uh, with Luca Garza. So um, well, not many people do. <laughs> yeah, they just don't. They just don't have the size to compete with them. Uh, you know, Wieskamp's played really well in that arena. Um, so I kind of think they're uh, Joe. We- look for Joe Wieskamp to have a good game. All right, Tom. Appreciate it. We got to run. Get to a commercial. We'll talk to you next week. Tom Kicker at HawkeyeReport.com. Okay. Thanks. All right, we'll be back on the Hawkeye Hill. We'll wrap things up here on 1700 The Champ. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here at the Alchemy Lounge. Foundry Distilling Company, Brett Rich, Dave Creighton Jr. here in Valley Junction. Watching it snow a little bit outside here in Des Moines. Blizzard uh, warning in effect. Although it's not accumulating much right now. We'll see how that goes. A lot of wind out there. And we are across the street from AMPM Plumbing. Did you know that? I did, as a matter of fact. What do they do over there? At they, do, they do plumbing. They do. And if you have a pipe burst, this snowstorm, give them a call. They'll be right out. Well, not right out, but they'll be out. And about. And, in uh, a boot. In a boot. Uh, they do great work. We're really appreciative of the work that they do and supporting us here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Uh, we have not talked about a... Uh, we haven't talked about G-Migs, where we might go later to watch basketball. You never know. There's always a possibility we might... And we haven't talked about... Uh, Doug Stonehawker and the Stonehawker Realty Group uh, Remax Concepts uh, at dsmrealestate.com. We... It gets harder once we're out of football, because basketball is just so, you know... But for a home team of the week, what are you going to do? You know where I'm going to go? Go ahead. Well, it's a lock, but it's kind of a silly lock. Are you going to say Kansas City? No, I'm moving into wrestling. We're going to go with the University of Iowa wrestling team. It's an absolute lock tomorrow night it's as they open up the mortal season. mortal lock. A mortal lock as they open the season. Gets the number six ranked team in the country is that Nebraska? in Nebraska. Who is one to know currently, but uh, if Iowa loses that, uh, well, seven to three, eight to two, yeah, something like that. I mean, in terms of matches, it's literally at a point where Tom Brands is going to is that is that on Big Ten now? It is, as a matter of fact, at eight o'clock tomorrow night. You know what? During the blizzard, now I have something to watch. Uh, Exactly, there will be something on. So again, that's our our Stonehawker Real Estate, DSMRealEstate.com. 
home team of the week, the Hawks. I don't, we don't have any idea how favored they are. It, does Vegas do a thing on wrestling? I at hope all? not. If nothing else, but I'm going with that. They do and, it on UFC, but and, and it's a good it's a good segue into this team that uh, they get a start out. They only get ten matches on the year. Meets meets, meets. ten meets on the year. Seven are going to be on the Big Ten. All in conference, good, right? Right, all in conference, which is fine. There's a bunch of good wrestling programs in the Big Ten, and it'll 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 be fine with that. Um, they've won 16 duels in a row at Carver, which seems like oh well, maybe that's not that many. Three years, uh, two, right? Okay. But the last time they won that many in a row, last time they went for 17 was 2008, 2012. So it's it's not like it's in it's not like it's it's been that consistent, right? And that this does is a nice not little, count yeah. the uh, meet at Kinnick. No. That was so that fun. That was awesome. That was terrific. So Iowa with 11 wrestlers ranked. 11, right? There's only 10 slots. There's 11 wrestlers ranked in the top eight at their weight class. They're going to wrestle apparently a couple of guys tomorrow night who are true freshmen, never wrestled before. They got the Missouri, the Ehrman kid, Ehrman, Ehrman coming in, coming in from Missouri. Uh, it'll be fun to watch and see how this team develops because you never know. Um, and you may have one of the the young brands. Uh, was it Nelson? Yes. You may have him in there. We'll see what, what you know. Obviously, you've got the guys who are highly, highly rated. But then after that, it's going to be a battle to see who how gets many, to how get many guys on, are on the mat. Number for these one guys. right now, obviously Spencer Lee. I think there's only two number ones. Well, yeah. Anyway, we'll have to. I'm gonna have to. In you know, being in COVID, my wrestling insiders, who I sat right next to at Dice, are not. They're, there not, they're not there to, to help you to out. feed me, so I can say, hey, what what are I talk about on wrestling? But I'll I'll get back on that now that the meets are going to start uh, for next week, and I'll get the inside scoop. Yeah. Then they then we go a week, and oh, I didn't write it down. We go a week before they before they wrestle again. So. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it next Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll go one and zero, for sure. All right, that'll be good. Um, other program we have not mentioned is the women's basketball team, who actually lost twice this week. Unfortunately, seventy seven sixty seven at number uh, six fifteen, number fourteen Northwestern, and then number fifteen Ohio State broke the forty two game win streak. In Carver Hawkeye, Iowa, you know the Hawks. They, they, Forty-two in overtime. They had they had a chance at, at the end of regulation. It's all regulations uh, to take the lead. Got a little bit of a runner off the board. Just didn't go in. And then Ohio State. They put good defense to keep Ohio State from scoring. And then it went to overtime. Ohio State got like a six-point lead, and they just couldn't get it back. Well, Hawks made a couple of buckets early in the overtime, and then after that, they couldn't. Yeah, they, they, they went stone cold. cold, Steve Austin. And this just in. If you watch Iowa play basketball, and Lisa Bluter is all about this, they don't hold the basketball very long, no. right? So there's not much. Hey, let's see if let's we're working around to see what happens. If if Monica Cisano is not open down low, they're shoot they're firing it up from deep, right? And and that's fine. It works out. They're eight and three, four and three. Still, they're, they're they've they're still working on that NCAA tournament berth. Caitlin Clark had a tough night over at uh, uh, Nor- uh, Northwestern. First time. I think that she's been held under, I, I know, under Delta. She only had eight points. Came back with 27 yesterday. Makes things a lot better. Hey, Ohio State's a pretty good team. Beat and Iowa twice. had a 14-point uh, lead in the first half or towards the um, uh, Ohio right State's beaten Iowa yeah. twice this year. That's uh, clearly a No, nemesis. Michigan State was the other one. Oh, I thought it was Michigan yeah. State. Okay, yeah. my bad. This was the postponed game that had been moved. It was 3 p.m. 
the women have on Monday another 3 p.m. game versus Purdue. So it's on the Big Ten Network on Monday. Well, what, what other uh, program are you going to show? I forgot we're all off on Monday. That's right. Sweet. MLK Day. Yeah, we're off. So we got that. And then next Thursday they're at Maryland. They need this game against Purdue <laughs> because Maryland's pretty darn good. In Maryland is good. They're really good. Um, you know, really fun team to watch. Recommend you dial it up, right? Yeah, for and sure. It, 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 they, they are really fun. And if you haven't seen Caitlin Clark, you'll figure this out right away. That's fun. Yeah. Right? That's fun. Uh, fun basketball to watch. Finishing up with the football program, we didn't get to – there's a couple things just to kind of talk about, which is that in the – the way too early rankings for football. Iowa kind of coming in a consensus about 15, 15 yeah. right? Uh, Iowa State at 6. Well, that they that got seems ni- a little uh, generous. I think got 19 guys back. Well, yeah. You know? Indiana at number 16 in the consensus. And so they've, I've seen them as high as 11. I thought, I've seen them as, high, as low as finish, out. Didn't they finish 12? They finished 12th, yes, which was ridiculous. It was absolutely Come on, man. Ole Miss beat you. Right. I understand your quarterback was out. But what do you, what do you, so is their quarterback go, come back? Yeah. Yeah. Indiana's got their whole team back. That's why. Right? So all these guys said, we're going to go play again. Um, basically, it comes down to this. Iowa opens the season with two top 15 teams. And themselves being a top 15 team. Right. It's, it's, so those, so you're going to get tested early. That's at, for sure. That at, game at Ames is going to be off the hook. At Kinnick against Indiana. You got to win that one first. Let's not look past that. Well, right? I'm not looking past. Yes, I'm just but, saying that it's going to be the most hyped. If Iowa were to beat um, Indiana, that will be the most hyped. The Hawkeye Huddle will be in high form. Well, let's just in early next September, it, Lord willing. It would be the first time that Iowa and Iowa State were both ranked when they played each other, which seems. I mean, I not that the, Iowa not State's the, been a consistent. So two years ago, when they huh, the deal huh, game day was there, eh, no, nope, it's just eh, they were getting better and it's good, you know. All right, nope. Uh, they is the first. This will be the first time. All so, right, th- that'll be crazy. It will be off the hook. And then Matt uh, Campbell yeah. becomes the next head coach yeah. of the Atlanta Falcons. And then the rest of the <laughs> Iowa schedule. Uh, the teams that are going to be up there, Penn State will be ranked. Wisconsin will be ranked early on. Penn State because it, it, they they're looking at this year as an apparition, I guess. And and Wisconsin's going to anyway. We'll see. Iowa Iowa's schedule next year. The big the big games are the first two. That game at then against Penn State. And then Wisconsin at the on, end. The, on the road at the end. I don't know. You call Nebraska. Well, Minnesota. Everybody's sticking Nebraska in their top 40 again, Min- which is so silly. Minnesota. They're, so, I mean, they're losing their guys. Wandale Robinson's transferring. Nobody wants to be there. I mean, okay. Anyway. It uh, is Lincoln. Yeah, I guess Minnesota. I, I don't know. But, no, they're obviously the Big Ten West will have some. some hey, and this just in we've know. lost to Purdue. Of course, they're not going to have more yeah, yeah. or uh, number three. We get them at home, though, I think. Yes. Um, Let's move back to basketball before we run out of time. We might as well go with our our Foundry Distilling last call. Not the Foundry Distillery. It's Foundry Distilling. Foundry Distilling. I keep saying it. I know you get to see the sign. I'm looking out the window. I'm sorry. I'm looking the other direction. We've got two minutes. Foundry Distilling last call. Well, obviously, uh, I think Tom was was right about the way this. I think Northwestern's going to play some good basketball on on Sunday. I just think Iowa. I, I just think Iowa matches up with them really well, and it's really I, Iowa matches up well with everybody. But Northwestern doesn't have the guy or the guys to defend Luca Garza down low. And what ends up happening is they go cold a little bit, and I think Iowa's fine. Uh, I, I, I felt it would be a grind last time around. I really feel it, and I was wrong. 
but I feel like this will be a grind. They'll win it going away. You know, I think they win by seven, six. Six, seven points. Yeah. Uh, yeah but, Maybe uh, eight. Yeah, 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 right in that neck right, of the woods. Right. right. Um, I would guess they'll probably be favored by four or five uh, over there at Northwestern. Um, and then they don't play again. Uh, it's next Thursday night. After this show, we'll, they'll have Indiana at home. At eight o'clock. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. Well, Lord willing. Yeah. Perfect. Right. Hopefully, right? hopefully the streets are plowed and the uh, no the creeks snow. don't rise. So we'll right. be we'll be good and ready to go for that. Um, it has been an exciting basketball season, and it continues to be. Hopefully, we can continue to not have as many postponements and get through this and get to March. Yeah, I, I, you want to see them keep playing, right? You really do. I mean, I I, I understand the postponements, but I, you want to see them keep playing. And playing. You want to see them keep getting better. You want to see at the competition level. They're going to have a Big them. Ten tournament, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this Yeah, think, this is what you said. They, right, they might be in Indianapolis for um, five straight weeks. Five, five weeks, weeks, right? right? Lord willing, they'll be there. For, well, I guess it's the NCAA tournament's three weeks, right? So it's four weeks, right? So they'll go there on theoretically Thursday of the, of the uh, or maybe Friday. A week of, before of, the right? games start. Right. Play, play the Big Ten tournament, get in the finals. But they'll never leave. And then Why they stay home? in Indianapolis. Wish we could get into those. We'll have, we'll have figure it away. I know, I, I know people. All right. Well, we'll see about that. DJ lives over there. Hey, what a, what a fun time tonight. Uh, appreciate everybody checking in on the program and everybody listening. And our great sponsors. And our great sponsors. We'll talk to you next week right about now on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700.